Hey everybody, you're listening to Top Quartile, where we bring you stories from the front lines of growth in community-focused financial services. Welcome back, Top Quartile, and great to welcome uh, Steve Merch on the show. Steve, welcome. Good to see you, Dan. Yeah. So maybe to get started, talk to everybody about what's your background and what you're doing now at People First. Yeah, so uh, today I'm the EVP of Strategy and Growth at People First. Uh, I've been here for uh, about, uh, it's coming up on two years now. Uh, previous to that, in the credit union industry for uh, six years prior to that. And then um, financial services really for 20 plus years, which feels weird to say because it makes me feel old. But um, I, uh, I've been in you know various roles uh, in retail, investment services, business lending, um, pretty much anything, uh, anything you could could do in banking, uh, I've I've done. So, a um, lot of uh, lot uh, depths of experience. Yeah, and, and and that key point is banking, big de- big bank, small bank. Now, credit union. So, really breadth of experience. And and talk about more about that. What does that growth role entail today? Yeah, the growth role uh, really. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, as an organization, uh, over the last few years, we've we've struggled a little bit to grow uh, at People First, um, and you know we struggled a bit on the lending side and the membership growth uh, side as well. So uh, when I came in, I I was focused really on uh, kind of rebuilding the lending programs, uh, opening up our um, our ability to uh, really work with members directly and and understand their situations and. And grow the loan portfolio. We had, uh, you know, we have, you know, approximately seventy-two thousand members, and uh, we we didn't do a great job of uh, cross-selling into that membership uh, to to capture more of the share of wallet and and the membership with with uh, grow. I'm sorry, grow the membership with those members. So um, that's really been my focus over the last year and a half, and uh, putting systems and processes in place to. Um, you know, engage members and help them when they needed help, um, which we, you know, we struggled a little bit with in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we'll we'll come back and talk more deal all those. It's, it's just, but you know, it's, tactically speaking, it's it's marketing, sales, frontline, kind of the, the whole thing that's the go to market, if you will, right? Yeah, absolutely, the go to market for sure. So, um, you know, marketing marketing falls under my my side as well. So, uh, really, when I came in, it was lending and marketing together, and trying to uh, develop plans and systems and processes to make sure that, um, you know, that marketing was working directly with um, marketing was working directly with you know the lending teams on the promotions and what we we're looking to do, and how to to find member data to to talk to the right members at the right time. So, um, yeah. So before we dive too much into the, to the kind of the, the main topic of the show, maybe tell us a little more about Steve. What's one fascinating fact that most people wouldn't know about you? Um, and you, thought you, were gonna do- you thought you were going to dodge the question. I see. I, I actually <laughs> did. I thought I was. I thought we just jumped in and we were going to get away from that one. So um, I guess maybe I'm not a very fascinating person, but uh, I, I think uh, what, some people probably don't know is uh, I'm kind of hooked on baseball. Um, baseball is my thing. So, um, you know, I played a ton of baseball uh, when I was younger um, and even, you know, up until a few years ago. Uh, but now I have a, a 12-year-old son, so, or 11-year-old son, I'm sorry. And, um, 
he uh, he kind of consumes the baseball time now. So um, lots of uh, traveling and coaching and uh, teaching kids and um, you know spending time out on the field. So that's my uh, that's kind of the the uh, passion uh, right now. So that's awesome. You 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 always remember those those that time, especially with your kids. So yeah, for sure. Well, you, we, you touched on that kind of a high level. Tell us more about some of those uh, unique challenges and opportunities that you've you really made. A, I mean, we've worked together really just a short period of time, but you've made a lot of strides already. So tell us more about those. Yeah. So I think, you know, when I first got here, we had, I was lucky enough to, uh, uh, my CEO uh, came in uh, probably six to eight months before I did. And one of the first things he did was uh, really get a brand survey in place. Um you know, to understand how we were perceived in the market um, and how we, um, you know, how, how our members thought about us and how our potential members thought about us uh, in the market. And, you know, I kind of took that from day one and ran with it. Um, And we, you know, we moved forward. uh, We did that with a partner, Qualtrics, who uh, is one of the larger um, surveying companies out there and, uh, they did a great job, but we use that to inform our decisions as we went forward. So, um, you know, there's a couple of things that, uh, our members and potential members said was, um, you know, number one, uh, we were kind of a, uh, tired brand. Um, you know, we were known, we're, we we're well-known in our market, but, uh, perceived as being behind a technology. Um, and, uh, you know, just that we're known, but we're just there. So, um, you know, from a marketing standpoint, we, we refreshed our brand a little bit, um, you know, touched it up. And, um, when I say brand more, so our, our go-to-market image. So, you know, creating a branding, uh, branding guideline and a branding book for ourselves so that when, when we went to market, whether it would be, you know, digital or whether it was on a billboard or, or paper print, um, there was a consistent look and feel for how we delivered. We also brought that imagery up to a more um, modern look and feel. Um, and, uh, I, you know, that has helped us, um, you know, kind of really push forward and, and deliver to potential members and to our members a consistent feel for it. Okay, we know this is people first. Um, and, yeah. and we've gone from there. We have a strong name, um, when it, you know, what, from that standpoint. So it's, it's good to build a brand around. Um, so that was... Uh, that was a positive for us. Uh, and then, the, you know, on the technology side, we, we've invested significant amounts of, of money in technology and upgrading our digital banking, uh, our lending processes. You know, we have new, um, you know, application system and, and uh, online account opening system coming in now soon as well. Uh, we've, you know, added Zelle and a number of features that our members were asking for uh, over the years. So we've, um, you know, we've, we've stepped up that side as well. So, um and then, you know, from the marketing side, we got, we tried to get very, um, very targeted, um, especially with, you know, the help of, of yourself and your group, Dan, um, you know, to start to understand how members uh, perceived us and who responded um, to the messages we were putting out. And, um, and then, you know, trying to find more of those people um, instead of just, you know, broad-based, you know, broadcasting everything out there. How do we find who responds and go directly to those those potential members. Um, so, uh, that in a nutshell is what we've done over the last, uh, two years, but, uh, still a lot of work to go. Uh, yeah. but really, you know, really, really, um, has been transformational for our business, um, from that standpoint. 
Yeah, and it's been fun to be with you on some of that journey and and see. Yeah, you've seen you've seen you've seen a bit of change uh, in us over the last. Yeah, yeah. Well, even just the 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 physical plant. I mean, I I think about the first uh, office we met in, and then the 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 latest space and some of the engagement you've you've seen uh, from. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we relocated our headquarters in a very new modern space, um, so uh, into to downtown Allentown, which is going undergoing a revitalization in and of itself. So um, it's energized our teams. It's it's really brought everybody together. Uh, I think our 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 employees feel a much tighter bond because they're all kind of working together in the same areas. The collaboration in the business has been been awesome. Um, and then, you know, recently, um, you know, we we expanded our charter. Uh, so we converted from a community charter to a, a, a select employer, a, a multiple common bond charter. Um, we added 252 underserved uh, territories into our charter. So, um that's been, um, you know, that has rolled out very recently. Uh, so we have a lot of plans for growth around, um, you know, engaging those underserved markets and members that are potential members now um, through, you know, kind of a wider geographic footprint and, and engaging them digitally to start, but then, you know, starting to fill back with a, a, a physical presence, you know, once we gain ground in some of those markets. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and, and, and that's, that, that center, that's a, that vibrant kind of area of Allentown just sort of contributes to the energy and everything. It's, it's the... Yeah, it does. Yeah, the right. whole area. You can tell it's sort of on the, on the upswing. Yeah, um, no doubt. You touched on how marketing and sales roll up to you in a very coordinated way. What are some of those best practices that, uh, that you've put in place or, or, you know, kind of have in the works that you can talk about that, uh, that enhance that coordination of... of uh, led to the, you know, kind of the increasing momentum? Yeah, I think I, I you know, I touched a little bit on the, you know, kind of uh, strategic, more focused yeah. marketing um, to, you know, a specific subset of, of whether it be members or potential members um, for act from the acquisition standpoint. Um, I think, you know, with the help of, uh, with the help of your group, Dan, you and your group, Dan, we, uh, you know, we've really started to hone in on, um, you know, who responds to us and, and what works, but then we we've taken it to the next level, um, and we internally started to roll out HubSpot as a as a marketing tool for us. Um, and you know, uh, we we've got a lot of data in the HubSpot. We're starting to get uh, some nice results. Uh, starting to be able to measure attribution, which uh, you know is always extremely difficult uh, to figure out. Um, and I'm not I'm no, nowhere suggesting we're even close to. You know, kind of having the uh, the silver bullet there, but um, uh, it's starting to paint a picture for us. And the more data we collect on that, uh, the better the better and clearer the picture comes for us. Um, you know, again, in a partnership with you, with your team, you know, you guys are also building in HubSpot for us, right? Um, which has um, enlightened us to, you know, seeing how some of the things that you guys do, uh, you know, potentially create a different reaction to what we do internally as well. And, uh, coordinating with your teams to make sure that uh, we have, you know, a good consistent message uh, going out as well um, to targeted people, um, yeah. not just, you know, broad-based, you know, hey, we have this sale or we have this, you know, great credit card rate. Let's, you know, uh, we've talked about this often, you know, we can keep going out with the same thing to 72,000 members when 20,000 members already have that service with us. Why are we, you know, why are we doing it? It's not personalized at all. 
Uh, yep. We lose attention. Um, we lose attention from members when we're we're going out with offers that don't really pertain to them. So I've spent a lot of time trying to get personalized and targeted to um, to our members and potential members. Yeah. So that message just gets more and more granular, more relevant. You know, the, we talk about about capacity propensity and how it sort of takes a combined approach. How? What's happening on kind of the sales side as you're as you're driving more qualified traffic into into that that channel? You took well, you started talking about online account opening and what, what else is happening? Yeah, so um, you know some of the things that we're we're doing today is uh, we're actually rolling out um, an ITM network throughout our branch footprint, um, yeah. and then we're also creating some digital branches um, where you know there will not be people in there, uh, but they'll be served digitally. But uh, what we're starting to see in our branch network is um, our teams now focus less on uh, the transactional members um, and the transactions that are happening and more so on the relationships um, that are um, walking through the door and having good conversations with members um, to find out what is what do they need for us. Um, it's not just about, you know, I came in to cash a check or do those types of things. So, um, and, and we're able to take um, some of the insights we have from, you know, from your group, Dan, and some of the insights that we're generating ourselves and passing that on to our team members and our branches so that when they sit down with a member, you know, they know, hey, this is probably something the member might be interested or need at this point. Let's have that conversation um, as opposed to, uh, you know, just kind of blanket talking about what's going on at the credit union. So, yeah. Um, you know, things we've learned from your group and, and from our own internal insights that we're generating have filtered out into not just, you know, our digital marketing, but also our, you know, in-person conversations. Yeah. And, and that's that coordinated kind of, you know, people, people talk a lot about right now. It's kind of a buzzword, right? Omnichannel or multi-channel or integrated or yeah. member focused. I mean, you're doing it and it, and it's, and it's, uh, a lot of, Hard work. I mean, it's easy to say, hard to do because it takes that discipline of doing yeah. it and continuing to and 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 to adjust based on what you learn. I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's a continuous process. It's a it's a process, not a project. Yeah, and we you know we're we're by no means perfect. Um, you know, we uh, we miss things every day, and uh, you know, we we try to get better every day though, um, and understand. You know, I you kind of hear the buzz everywhere is, you know, we have more data than anybody about our members, right? right? Um, it's figuring out the ways to harness that and, um, you know, use that when we interact with our members to, to make a personalized experience and, and show our members that we know them. Uh, we know what they're trying to do and we can help them without being the, you know, the creepy people who, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, there's that fine line, right, Dan? <laughs> Oh, yes, uh, we don't want right. to so. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you, you can do it. Do it very poorly. Uh, as target. Uh, Absolutely. Um, well, and, and so I, I know you're a baseball guy, but uh, you know, pardon the hockey analogy. Where do you see the puck going? Where are you trying to skate to when it comes to data driven growth? Yeah, uh, that's that's a good question. Yeah, we. Yeah, um, we love our retail network. We believe that the you know our way forward on the retail network is um, is actually digital. It's it's driven by what our kind of the digital footprint looks like, 
Um, So as we grow the business and we serve our, you know, these underserved markets and territories that we've added in, um, that's going to inform our decisions from a a retail standpoint. So uh, we don't believe retail itself is going away by any means. Um, And we're, we continue to invest in branching and, and um, you know, where, where members are. And that's really, uh, you know, that's kind of where we're skating to. We're kind of saying to ourselves, okay, we're, we're, Pulling, we're kind of pulling out all the stops, digital marketing wise, in our territories, and how those members or potential members react is going to drive where we continue to grow our physical footprint. Um, and physical doesn't look like you know a teller line and five employees uh, in a branch. It looks like you know two ITMs and a desk to open accounts and do different things. Um, you know, and and very micro and and managed from that standpoint. Um, so it drives flexibility for us. Yeah, I think I think we were talking one time recently about, um, well, we were talking about how to support that expansion of the territory and just how uh, the uh, a young lady observed to me one time about how she decided to open an account online. And one of the things that drove that decision was there was a branch nearby. and And what she described was, you know, I didn't go into the branch to open the account. But I liked having the fact that if I had a problem, there was a branch right there that I could go talk to somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's and that's part, just like you described, it's part of the equation. Even if fewer and fewer people are going in, and so that you know, like, like, like you're saying, the having a way to to serve their transactions and and have a desk there if they have a problem. I mean, they're, they're you know, from a relationship perspective, they may come in, uh, but they may come in very yeah. rarely. But they when they do, they want you know, it's probably a more complex need than your sort of typical check cashing or whatever. Yeah, completely. Yeah. So we've, uh, you know, from a technology standpoint to help, uh, to help that, uh, along with, you know, while we may not have a physical location in a, in a certain area, um, we're, we're getting close to launching a virtual branch. So, uh, essentially what that is, is the member says, Hey, I need help with, a, you know, with a, with a, a loan or I have a question about how I want to, how I should apply for this. Um, you know, we'll have a team of folks along with our video tellers um, who will just be taking appointments to, you know, go on, on Teams calls or Zoom calls with those members of, to walk through and talk through options with them um, and actually do the applications right away for them if they want to do it that way. Um, so we'll have that mix of physical, virtual, however the member wants to interact with us, we can do that. Um, and, you know, and I think the one thing I, I didn't probably touch on, one of the things we launched uh, uh, mid about mid last year was text messaging, um, mm-hmm. and chat on our website. Um, and our members, uh, like reacted to that immediately. Um, but what we've as a senior management team here looked at is, okay, what are, what are members texting us about? Um, and we've started to, um, we started to implement some change in processes and some change in how we structure products and services based off of that feedback that's coming through the text messaging channel. Um, Cause we, we knew those members were extremely engaged um, they, because they were texting us, they were reaching out, they wanted help with something or they had a question about something. So we viewed that as, Hey, this is our opportunity to kind of really get a good survey boots on the ground. Um, and you know, a lot of changes, we, you know, one of the questions we always get from members is, Hey, my debit card expires this month. When, how, when was, when was my new one coming? It was, so we, you know, what, how long can I use my old one? And is yeah. it going to have a new number? Um, so we've, uh, 
you know, we've implemented some automation around, uh, you know, the kind of the email not- notification. Hey, you're, you know, they get an email, lets them know that your debit card is going to expire next month. You can use it up until the end, the last day. Um, you know, your new card is being processed. And then when that new card is mailed, we actually send an email and we say, Hey, your new card is in the mail. Keep an eye, you know, keep a lookout for, um, you know, keep a lookout for a kind of a plain white envelope. You know, we all know the story, but, um, and then, uh, you know, on that last day of the month, we hit them again and they, you know, make sure that you activate your card because your card's expiring today. Um, so, but those, those types of questions were some of the, the biggest questions we got. Um, from members through the text messaging channel was about debit cards, um, and, you know, expirations and things like that. So we're using that kind of raw data uh, to inform decisions as we go forward as well. Um, and that's pushed us, you know, from a sales and marketing standpoint, that's pushed us to look at digital issuance for cards. Um, yeah. And how do yeah. we, you know, how do we get the digital issuance? And, um, you know, we have a plan in place for getting down that, you know, through our roadmap to get there. Uh, but we believe that's an engagement piece that uh, we can use on the sales and marketing side when we get that launched as well. So it's not just member service, but it's a marketing and sales piece. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean some of the some of the best uh, <laughs> some of the best campaigns out there, are, you know, pushing uh, cards. So and then and then activating those yeah. things. So yeah. how do you? Th- and we've talked a lot. I mean, great insight about the sort of changing member behavior and, um, you know, maybe somebody who never used an IVR, uh, always went in the, went in the branch, for example, they, they see the ability to text and they're like, Oh, that I text with my, my kids, I'll text them. So, you know, that, that, that there's, there's member behavior changing. How are you thinking about the kind of the right mix of pro of kind of proactive relevant outreach to, to stay in front of them and better meet those needs on a, on sort of a, we talked about reactive just then thinking about yeah. proactive. How do you think about that proactive mix? Yeah. So what we're trying, we, we, we're not, we're not good at this today. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is one of the things that we're really focused on is to try and, um, and, and put our members, uh, into, into kind of buckets in a way that show, okay, this member wants to interact. They interact with us most on their phone. They yep. interact most with us over, you know, voice and these members, uh, you know, op- all open their emails. Um, and, and so we're trying to classify those folks now, um, so that we can understand from an engagement standpoint, okay, this group of members, we need to email them this information. This group of members, we can text this to them. And this group of members, we need somebody to reach out and actually talk to them. Um, so, uh, we're, we're really trying to, to understand that and collect that data so that we better understand how they want to be communicated with. Um, you know, one of the things that we're very um, focused on is, is really meeting the members where they want to be. You know, yeah. you know, we have folks who they want it, they just want to text. They want to do everything over text. Right. Um, and that's, that's totally fine. Uh, and we, we will continue to develop that technology to be able to collect documents for loans via text. Um, to be able to, you know, even send their, their loan documents to them. Um, so, you know, these are all things that we're working through today with, with our, a lot of our partnerships, but it's understanding that so that, okay, we're, we're communicating with this way for service, but we also are going to communicate marketing and sales to them in the same manner. 
Um, so, you know, just trying to be a most effective communication channel for our members. Yeah. And I, I think to your, your point of everybody, uh, and you don't need, to, you know, kind of implied in what you said is you don't need to do a survey. You can just observe how they actually react and learn from that and adjust. Uh, the other thing I, that I was thinking about as, as you were talking is what we've just learned on several of the campaigns we've done together, where the combination of channels matter. And so, yeah. you know, the fact that, and, and, which makes sense with human behavior, right? I mean, we're all, we all get busy, we forget stuff. And so, you know, kind of being, if, as long as it's a relevant message, back to your earlier point, okay, I'm not, I'm not talking about something that has a low probability of you caring about. You start there, you make sure that the, 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 the need matches up to the audience, but then, you know, using a variety of channels that map to how the, how the members has, has behaves, it really can make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. And, uh, you know, we've rolled out some of the OTT, um, through some of the campaigns we've done with, with you guys. And, um, you know, some of them we've rolled to only OTT because it's been so effective. Um, you know, and, you know, it might've been, you know, a year ago, that might've been a postcard in OTT, but, you know, the OTT was, was the piece that, that really put it, you know, no pun intended over the top. Um, and, I like that. Uh, yeah, I like that. that was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and really making data informed decisions though, right? This right. has been most effective. Let's spend our time and energy and money doing this instead of doing this because the member didn't, doesn't respond. Um, and, and that's been a a huge learning, um, that we've had with you and your group is, you know, finding those pieces and the multiple touch points in the way that works. Absolutely. And so, uh, think about a need is becoming kind of a hot topic. Deposits are, are a huge topic. These, you know, needs are changing both from the member and the credit union. What, what are some examples of what you guys doing to, uh, fund the loan growth and, you know, keep keep your own kind of both sides of the balance sheet. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's certainly been, I mean, if you would ask me two years ago, I would have thought you were right. crazy that we'd, you know, we'd be at, you know, four and a half percent, 12 month CDs. Um, and I think probably everybody who's been on your show has said the same thing. Right. Right. Um, so that's been, that's been uh, a challenge for us. And, and it's not, it's also, it's also partly the retention of your balances as well. You know, the market is there. So you, you need to, re- you need to figure out how to retain them. Um, so that's been, um, that's been a, um, you know, a real challenge for us, um, you know, growing, growing our checking relationships has been, has been a focus of ours. Um, you know, we not saying we don't have CD promos and we're not trying to pull in some of that money and retain what's here, but, uh, we're really focused, uh, over the last year, two years around creating, you know, what we call an engaged relationship here, which is re- purely around the checking account and the debit card usage. And yep. we believe, um, and our numbers have shown it, we believe that growing those relationships is ultimately the the, the most cost-effective, obviously, because it's the cheapest deposit, um, but also, you know, the stickiest member to, to keep in the institution. And that's a... Um, that that's really where our focus has been. So a lot of our acquisition campaigns and our cross-sell campaigns are really about how do we get more folks to use their checking accounts and engage with us? Um, because that's, that's growing our share base, um, you know, beyond just CDs and money markets. Um, and, and that's been a focus and that's, you know, 
whether that means you pay a bonus to get those folks in um, or, you know, a, a bonus for uh, activity or whatever that might be, um, getting those members engaged is, is huge. And uh, that's really been our focus, um, you know, and retaining CDs as much as we can so that we don't let that walk out the door. But, um, you know, we've had, we had excellent long growth last year, um, 23% overall. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that was in, uh, a, that was a broad based loan growth. I mean, pretty much every category um, grew for us. Uh, and, and that was, that was great. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, brought down the uh, available cash and liquidity for us. So, you know, started to, to manage that process as well. We're in a pretty good spot right now. Um, and we, you know, we believe we'll continue to do that as we go forward. So, uh, but loan growth again this year, you know, we're looking at eight to ten percent. Um, we have we have some opportunity in our market, um, and especially with the new um, the new territories that we're bringing in, we have some opportunity to to grow probably above industry, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it's like you you said that that primary sort of meeting the everyday payment needs of the member, driving that kind of core checking. Though that's a great base. As a, as a really strategic base, uh, and, and you'll meet the interest-bearing needs through, through due time, but not having to depend on, um, you know, uh, depend on that, that those interest-bearing for funding and not, you know, kind of being backed into the corners, you know, man, what a, what a test. And that's, that's where you want to be from a, from a strategy and a strength and sustainability perspective, yep. so. Awesome. Yeah, and we, we continue to build that out and build, um, you know, build our products and services to be most beneficial to members so that we can keep them and keep them here and, and, uh, you know, grow the relationships as we go forward and, you know, partnerships with, you know, with yourself and the cross sell piece. And, um, you know, we've done over the years, um, we've done a lot of indirect lending, uh, which has done, um, you know, has brought in significant amount of members, um, and work in that process, uh, to cross sell those members and keep them as engaged members within the credit union. Um, you know, we don't, I, I wouldn't say we do a ton of indirect lending now, uh, because it's not been my focus, but, um, there's still, uh, a huge pool of members that we can, we can, uh, cross out and engage to become fully committed members, people first. And, uh, that's really where a lot of focus has been, um, to keep those members, um, engaged here. So, yep. well, cool. So, so awesome. Uh, time talking, it's kind of hard to believe we're at the end. Um, So you sort of zoom it back out a little bit. Uh, If you could go back in time, maybe sit down with your younger self, just starting out in financial services, uh, you know, this is post your very successful baseball career. Um, What, uh, (laughs) what advice would you have knowing what you know now to kind of the next generation perhaps? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's hard to say I would change anything. There's things I would change, obviously. But I mean, sure. I, I think, you know, uh, career-wise for, you know, for myself, I think sometimes you go through trying times and you think, okay, am I, am I doing the right thing here? Um, I think getting getting knowledge on all sides of the business uh, when it comes to financial services, I think was, was is huge. Um, you know, and, and running an organization and trying to grow it um, and finding, you know, different avenues to grow the organization. Uh, it's helpful to understand all of the touch points that a member has with us, right? Yeah. So, 
they may, uh, you know, today they may not need a checking account, but today they might need a, a savings account for their child's college education. Um, yeah. You know, tomorrow that might change to a checking account. Um, they also might need investment services or they, you know, they're, they're going to need mortgage, right? Having all of that experience in different areas um, has helped to uh, help us, helped us to define strategy at the organization and to understand that, um, you know, we can't be everything to everybody, but there's a point in time where everybody needs something that we can help them with. Um, so that's a, uh, that, that's really, I think the piece from a strategy standpoint that has, uh, uh, I think the back in time, you know, I'm, I'm glad I did that. Um, I think, you know, when I went through it and I, you know, kind of went from, you know, Hey, I got my brokerage license and I'm doing this. And then I went to, you know, I'm sitting at a desk in a, in a bank branch, uh, to, you know, running business lending at a credit union, you know, it was all, you know, at times it was like, you know, you think to yourself, what am I doing? Um, and, uh, but it's all, you know, kind of all come together, uh, and, and help to understand kind of the big picture for not only the organization, but for our members. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Very well said. Well, uh, Steve, uh, thanks again for coming on the show, sharing your insight. Um, it's been, you know, awesome to work with you over time and, and, uh, be part of this journey that, that you're talking about and, uh, really special things happen in Allentown. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, we certainly appreciate the partnership with you guys and, um, um, you know, super happy to, to keep that going forward and, and growing our organization and in turn helping you guys grow as well. Awesome. That's it for today on Top Quartile. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to Top Quartile wherever you find podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, we'd really appreciate a five-star rating. And if you're interested in getting an opportunity assessment, head over to infusionmarketinggroup.com to learn more. Thanks for listening.